Staying ahead of the competition can be tricky. That's why you need a partner you can trust. Allied Solutions, strategic relationships in the auto dealership and finance markets have been designed to enable you to serve the multiple stakeholders within your business and to provide your customers with the best in-class solutions. For 45 years, Allied Solutions has helped their clients grow, protect, and evolve their business. With over 20 million monitored auto loans and more than 220 million recovered over the last five years, Allied Solutions will help you move the needle. Visit online at alliedsolutions.net. That's alliedsolutions.net. Hello again, everyone, and welcome back to the Auto Remarketing Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Sulevich, part of the team at Cherokee Media Group and senior editor of Subprime Auto Finance News and the BHPH Report. For this episode of the podcast, pleased to welcome back Randy Henry, an auto dealer compliance expert who provides consulting services to dealers directly at Ignite Consulting Partners. And Randy previously served for 12 years as Dealer Track's lead regulatory and compliance attorney and wrote all of Dealer Track's compliance guides. Randy, it's great to have you back on the podcast. How are you, sir? Good. It's great to be here, Nick, and great to be with your audience. Thank you. Thank you. And at the time we're recording this episode it's it's near the end of september and the the third quarter of, of 2022 uh, it's amazing how quickly time is going and, and certainly it's going quickly in regards to the the safeguards rule impl- implementation that's still on track for december to begin our conversation just just how surprised are you that the ftc hasn't modified that date and in light of how much industry pushback that the regulator has received? Well, they've gotten pushback not only from the industry, but the Small Business Administration petitioned them to extend it. And they seem to have just brushed all that off. Uh, I think their feeling is they gave you a year uh, from when they published it in the Federal Register and people should have been able to comply with it over the course of that year. I think that's the attitude they're taking. Also, consistent with their um, proposed rulemaking on dealer advertising and conduct, I think they realized that they may have a limited window of opportunity to pursue auto dealers during the current administration, and they're not anxious to delay the effective rules, uh, orders, or compliance dates, lest they run out of time. So uh, I, I think there's there's a lot of pressure coming from them to accelerate what they can when it comes to regulating dealers. Right, right. Well, similar to what I posed to to other compliance experts, uh, in light of that deadline straight ahead, just how prepared do you think dealerships are to to meet the, the mandates of this revamped safeguards rule? Well, I think a lot of dealers are not going to be well prepared. There seem to be a lot that are kind of waking up in the third and fourth quarter here that I deal with. And the problem is it, it, it takes, this, this is a fairly large undertaking. You have to make system changes. You have to gather information. You have to write a written risk assessment and update your security program. And I, I guess what I would say to dealers is, look, if you haven't started or if you're fairly early on in the process, 
do the best you can because um, it's better to do something by the deadline than just do nothing. I, I think it's important that your safeguards program in that situation, talk about the things you're going to do and give a t approximate timeline for each. I, I know a number of dealers have been very diligent, but I think the majority of the ones I've seen seem to be coming around to it at the uh, at the 11th hour, which doesn't surprise me, but it, it's it's not a rule that you can implement in one or two days. So I would say appoint your qualified individual to head up your program, send a security questionnaire to your IT person about your system and to your service providers about their security and use those as the beginning of your risk assessment and information security program and your existing safeguards program can be where you start, but because of the mandates of the rule, it's not going to be where you finish. Uh, so you should begin to undertake those system changes, the multi-factor authentication, the encryption, audit logs of people who access customer information. You should start on those soon because they're probably going to take a while for your system to be uh, upgraded to do that. Indeed, a, a complex and time-consuming process, to to say the least. Uh, again, our the the voice you're hearing for this episode of the Auto Remarketing Podcast is Randy Hendrick, an auto dealer compliance expert who now works directly uh, with stores via Ignite Consulting Partners, and, and spent more than a dozen years at Dealer Track. and And Randy. Changing gears a little bit and, and circling back to a, a topic we broached uh, back a couple of years ago when, when remote deliveries became a, a necessity for, for stores to, to remain gainfully <laughs> making deliveries. Uh, why, why do you think deliveries being finalized at a buyer's home or place of business or what have you have, haven't triggered issues for stores that perhaps that could have surfaced? Maybe things kind of smoothed over is better than expectations. What do you think? Well, I'd like to hope it's because dealers have followed our guidance on <laughs> consummating the transaction by signing the documents remotely and the dealer signing last at the dealer's address so that the agreement is entered into remotely and then the delivery takes place. If there's negotiation on the terms at the customer's point of residence or even their office, any place other than where the dealer has its offices, uh, then that triggers a three-day right to rescind under the mail order sales rule. Um, we haven't seen any cases or enforcement actions on that. As I say, I hope it's because the dealers are doing it right, getting everything signed and, and not having contracts signed at the, at the customer's home or having a delivery agent negotiate the terms of those contracts, because that could provide a, that could create a problem, and we might see that the um, the FTC and CFPB have indicated they're very concerned about what happened with the pandemic and customers, and if they've received complaints or have areas of inquiry, they may go to this. But as I say, I'm, I'm hoping it's because dealers are doing it right. Certainly, never. Never a dull moment when it comes to the the FTC or the, the the CFPB for sure. Certainly not with this climate and these people, because <laughs> um, this is about as far left as I've seen it go. You know, Mr. Chopra doesn't like auto dealers. 
Kelly Slaughter of the FTC doesn't like auto dealers. And I think they have a real agenda with respect to dealers to make their lives more difficult in the name of consumer protection, but whether it really protects consumers or not is another question. <laughs> and a complicated one to, to say yes. the least. Closing moments here with Randy Hendrick, uh, auto dealer compliance experts. And Randy, to round out our, our conversation, uh, again, we're, we're looking at the, the fourth quarter of the year straight ahead already. Uh, just what's been the the most interesting question you've received from a from a client so far this year, and and how did how did you respond? What's what what comes to mind? Well, we've had a number of questions about the safeguards rule, and what can be multi-factor authentication and what can't. Uh, so we've had to look at the commentary both to the proposed rule and the final rule to see what 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 different system enhancements can work for that. In the proposed rule, the FTC indicated the possibility of authenticating the device that's being used by the consumer. They didn't carry that over to the final rule, but it, it, it may be something that a, a dealer that, that's not able to authenticate a user can attempt to do as a um, alternative until they can get the user authentication in the multi-factor way in place. This would be like, do you want us to remember this computer? And there is some language in the draft regulations that might support that as a way of MFA, but I would do it only as an interim step uh, until you can get MFA for, for any access to the customer database. Dealers have expressed their concern about the cost, and we've said try to outsource as much of the technical stuff as you can. If your only customer list is with your DMS or CRM providers, then the requirements for the MFA, for the encryption, for the audit logging will fall on them. And you just need to get assurances that they're going that way. And, and from a lot of the security questionnaire responses we've seen, I think a lot of the uh, DMS providers and CRM providers are implementing the safeguards in their systems. And that may be a way for dealers to reduce the direct costs. If you have an internal server that has customer information, you need to put those security protections into that internal server. And that, and that can add up to some money and take time. So what we've talked with a lot of dealers about is, let's not have a customer list on an internal server. Let's have it in our DMS server, our CRM server, and get reasonable assurances from those vendors that they're complying with the safeguards rule and making um, the necessary changes. So I think that's helped a lot of dealers uh, navigate costs and the complexity of this thing. Very nice. Again, that's auto dealer compliance experts, Randy Hendrick, here on the Auto Remarketing Podcast. Randy, thank you again for for sharing your time and, and delving into some complex issues that dealerships are, are having to tackle nowadays on the compliance front. Thank you again. My, my pleasure, Nick, and good luck to all your audience on their safeguards. And as I say, if you can't do everything, do as much as you can. <laughs> Indeed, well said. And if you've missed any of our past episodes of the podcast, just go to our website at 
autoremarketing.com and click on the podcast box to find our library of past episodes. For fellow hosts, Bill Zedice and Joe Overby, as well as our outstanding executive producer, Matt Rice, I'm Nick Zulovich. Thank you for joining us, and we look forward to having you again next time on the Auto Remarketing Podcast. Staying ahead of the competition can be tricky. That's why you need a partner you can trust. Allied Solutions, strategic relationships in the auto dealership and finance markets have been designed to enable you to serve the multiple stakeholders within your business and to provide your customers with the best in-class solutions. For 45 years, Allied Solutions has helped their clients grow, protect, and evolve their business. With over 20 million monitored auto loans and more than 220 million recovered over the last five years, Allied Solutions will help you move the needle. Visit online at alliedsolutions.net. That's alliedsolutions.net.